MyMac.com podcast number 46. The next generation of radio, it's the MyMac.com podcast. Podcasting from the MyMac.com studios, it's your hosts, Tim Robertson and Chad Perry. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the MyMac.com podcast. I'm Tim. And I'm Chad. And uh, we got a pretty good show for you this week, I hope. Yep. There's not one central topic that we're going to talk about, but we're going to jump around a little bit and... Uh, Play a little 52 pickup from last week. That's and, right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I do have a, another promo that we're going to play this oh, week. Oh, cool. So it's one that we've already played, but um, it's one that we need to play. So yes. Let me just put it that way. So anyways, uh, last week, one of the topics that we were talking about was you installing... Uh, what was the name of the game? It was Homeworld 2 uh, from Aspire. Yeah, and uh, just wasn't working. Right. And their solution that you had yet to try was? What I call the nuclear option, <laughs> which was essentially to unplug all my peripherals, create a new user account, and then basically shut down the machine, restart it under the new user account, install the software under the new user, Yikes. and see if you could get it to fly. Yeah, and you did that finally. I did that, and it actually did launch, and it's playing. So, well, you think that they would come out? And I said this last week. There, there should be something a, a fix for that. Just a little patch that you got to un- download and install, mm-hmm. and that's just that's insanity. Why should you have to do all that just to play a freaking game? Right. It's crazy. Anyways, uh, a lot of new stuff going on up at the mymac.com website. We've, yep. We've got a new writer. Yes, if you listened last week, you heard the voice of David Cohen giving us a little MP3 feedback. And I should say, um, I actually received that file from him in his initial email a couple weeks ago. But I didn't want to play it on the show 44, because that was Chris Siebold and I talking. Right. And then the MP3 feedback file that he sent, he said, hi, Tim and Chad. So uh-huh. I was like, well, I'll save that for 45 when Chad's there. Yeah. But in the meantime, between the two... Um, he had actually responded about being one of the new writers mm-hmm. in uh, our quest to find some new uh, talent out there. Yep. And honestly, I think he's a brilliant writer. Mm-hmm. He's, he's He has a really good way of taking something very technical and bringing it down so almost anybody can understand it. Yep. And his new article is Networking Your Mac. And uh, it's really good. Check out MyMac.com on the feature side and you will find it. Yeah, he gives you a brief overview of uh, how the networking works and uh, some brief history on Mac networking and some of the difficulties he's had in the past. Donnie Yankalo, our other new writer, yep. uh, has a new article out right now, um, Maxpiration, and it's importing photos from a digital camera into iPhoto. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, for experienced Mac users, you're like, well, duh, you know, it right. pretty much does it for you. But for new Mac users, they may not understand how simple that really is. Right. And, uh, and again, that's really what his articles are about, is to take something that most Mac users take for granted, experienced Mac users, mm-hmm. and explain it in a way so the new user will get up to speed and they'll understand it just as clearly as we do. Yep. Uh, going farther back. Well, we also have one from uh, Guy Searle. Yeah, that's a, a hardware review. Mm-hmm. And it is the iPod Nano. He gives it a, a four out of five, and, and he's got some beefs with it, uh, rightly so. Yeah. And we've got a news item that we'll talk about in a little bit about the iPod Nano as well. Uh, one of the things that he has a problem with, and I do too, to be honest, is no FireWire support. Yeah. Um, I just I can't understand why Apple didn't write the drivers for FireWire. It's not like FireWire is going anywhere. They're mm-hmm. already out there in the machines. All the new uh, camcorders, digital camcorders, all come with FireWire port. So FireWire is not going anywhere. Well, I think as I think Bruce Black actually pointed out in his uh, in the in his his post to, in a response, he said, you know, my notebook doesn't even have. USB. Yeah, he's got a two-year-old Thai book, mm-hmm. and it has USB 1.1. So if he yeah. wants to get a new Nano, it's going to take him days to transfer music to it mm-hmm. because it's just a, such a slow connection. Yeah. And it's not like he's, there's any extra port or something that he can hook up to it. I mean, there's no PCI card slot in a uh, PowerBook. Right. So I, I think it's unfortunate that Apple left out 
something I think is is basic. Mm-hmm. I mean, they supported it from the very first generation of iBooks or uh, iPods, and all of a sudden it's gone. Well, it's their invention. I mean, <laughs> I I just think it was. I don't know. I, maybe the product was rushed to market. So maybe once it shipped, they went, "Oh, you know what?" Or before it was shipped, too mm-hmm. close to change. Mm-hmm. We didn't write any firewire drivers for this thing. Ah. Yeah, but man, in your thirty, sixty, ninety engineering reviews, you had to be able to cover that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> there's got to be a good reason why it's not there, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, well, you actually finally got to see a nano in person. That is true, and that's because we finally did something that we've been talking months about doing, which is go up to the Apple Store in Grand Rapids. And uh, I was, uh, let's be honest, it, Grand Rapids is not a long drive for us. Yeah. And it took us too long to get up there. <laughs> and maybe I had my expectations a little bit too high. Mm. But I was kind of disappointed, to be honest. So what was your biggest... I mean, you know the setup now. It's basically a little boutique with all sorts of machines set up for people to put their hands on and play with. There just wasn't enough there to warrant me going back. Uh, now, by enough, do you mean enough hardware or enough They didn't even have an EMAC accessories? There. I mean, you would think they'd have at least an EMAC. Yeah. Um, and they've got maybe one item of each computer set up to look at. And so if they're busy, you're not going to get a chance to do anything. I did like the kids section where they sit on those big round balls mm-hmm. and they play games on those Macs in there. Yeah. That was cool. And there was kids. It was, it was quite busy in there for yes, a Sunday was. afternoon. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just was not really all that impressed. I didn't feel like I was in the culture of Macintosh when I was in there, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that ah, home feeling that I really thought I would get going into an Apple store. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't there. Was it too clean, you think? No, it, it wasn't aesthetics. Yeah. It, it was a maybe the atmosphere of the place. It was a mall mm-hmm. to me. I was just in a mall. Yeah. And this part of the mall it happened to have... Apple products. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have very many books. They didn't have very many s- software titles. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I wasn't very impressed, to be honest. I yeah. was just expecting so much more. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, afterwards we went over to CompUSA because you needed to get a router. Yep. Which we did uh, because honestly, and I think someone. Um, boy, I'm trying to remember where I read this, and and I just don't remember at the moment. Oh, yeah, I do, and I'll talk about it where uh, where later. Um, there's just some things that the Apple Store doesn't offer. They're not going to offer you stuff for your older machine. Mm-hmm. They're not going to, you know, you can't go in there and get um, a modem, say, for your po- uh, Power Mac 6300. They're not right. going to sell those. So you definitely need Mac specialty stores that are independently owned that's going to supply you with all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's going to help you much more readily and quickly than you're going to get at the Apple Store. Mm-hmm. The Apple Store are Genius Bar type of thing. They can help you if you have a quick problem with your iPod or mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing. But if you've got a major problem with your computer and you go to the Apple Store, they're just going to ship it somewhere else. Yeah. If you go to a Mac specialty st- shop, chances are they're going to fix it right there, right on the premises. Mm-hmm. They're going to offer a lot more older content. Uh, stuff from a year or two ago that's still viable. Right. So people with computers that are not right up to date can still still want to go in there and buy those things. Mm-hmm. So I think the Mac specialty shops, they, they have a huge business and a bright future from what I saw at the at the Apple Store. I was more impressed with the offerings at CompUSA for the most part than the Apple Store. Yeah. And that it, Well, their price points are better than the Apple oh, Store. By far, sure. yeah. And, uh, you know, you go into the Apple Store and... Let's say you just wanted to buy a mouse. You go in the Apple Store and you want to buy a mouse. The only mouse they're going to sell you is the Mighty Mouse. Right. You go into CompUSA and there's a plethora of third-party mice all mm-hmm. over the place. Every one of them is USB or wireless. Right. And the price points run anywhere from six bucks all the way up to seventy bucks, depending right. on what you want. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, in fact, that's one of the things Chad and I did at the Apple Store or at the uh, store within a store at CompUSA is help a guy looking for an Apple Mouse. He found mm-hmm. his own, but yeah. um, it's just. I don't know. It's a different. Well, uh, just take for instance your router. If you wanted to spend 150 bucks, you could have got the Apple's wireless, but that's mm-hmm. not what you needed. Right. Um, you would like a wireless, but that wasn't the main concern. So and I did get a wireless, and you get, and it was 70 bucks, right? Or was it 60 bucks? It's 59.99. It's 60 bucks. Yeah, yeah. 60 dollars. Um, what you did, what we did not buy there mm-hmm. was the Ethernet cables, right? Because I knew of a better store 
to get them as far as price. And, mm-hmm. and Ethernet cable is an Ethernet cable. Who cares? Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, you save probably, what, 75% by buying them at this other oh, store? easily. Yeah. yeah. The prices, I mean, a 50-foot Ethernet cable at CompuOSA was, like, what, 70 bucks? Mm-hmm. It was retarded. Yeah. And you got it for, what, 15? 15, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. So we finally went to the Apple store. And I'm glad we did. I'm not going to rush out to go there again, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got on the little cheat sheet here. Let's uh, let's take a quick break for a minute. And uh, five thousand two hundred eighty-one podcasts. Podcast Alley, PodcastPromos.com, Podshow, Podfinder Podcast, iTunes. Where are your listeners going to find your podcast? In all the clutter, get noticed and stand out. My name is Adam Raymer, and I own Madtown Aces Audio Productions. We want to produce your podcast promo. Many big-name podcasters have solicited promos for play on their shows. What's more likely to get played? This is Billy Bob. Listen to my podcast. Or this. Podcasting to the world, it's Johnny Sonic. The Digital Experience Podcast. Podcasting from the Red Boy World Headquarters. Typical PC user, help for the rest of us. Even if you want to use your own voice, we can make you sound more like you. Contact me personally now for your free consultation on the web at madtownaces.com or by email madtownaces at gmail.com. Madtown Aces Audio Productions, providing quality audio imaging solutions for the podcast community since the dawn of podcasting. Madtown Aces Productions. Podcasts like you mean it. And, of course, it's Adam who does our voiceover at the beginning at the end of the show. Yep. And we definitely uh, have been remiss as of late to play that. And mm-hmm. we apologize, Adam. I know he actually still listens to the show. God only knows why. But and we still play him every, every <laughs> week. So I think he just listens to hear his voice. Are they, are they still using my intro? Yep, they're still using oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's jump into some news, and uh, we'll get back to some nonsensical stuff in a little bit. All right. Our news is coming from... MacMinute.com. Get your news in a minute. Yep. <laughs> I'll start off. Okay. September 28th, Warner Executives talks of cutting off Apple. Michael Nash, a digital strategy chief at Warner Music, said at the CTIA Telecom show that what if Jobs says 39 cents or 29 cents per download? What then? The industry can say, okay, we'll cut them off. Very few people buy music from digital downloads. Notes an article on the register. But he put the responsibility for Apple's dominance of paid digital downloads on the label's own inertia, notes the story. The industry got together and said, we don't want another MTV. Well, now we've got another MTV in Apple, and we have to deal with it, said Nash. Uh, (laughs) You know, I'm just, I'm amazed at, well, let's jump to this next one. This was also a report from last week from CNET News. Um, There's no content in the world that doesn't have some price flexibility, said Warner Music Group Chief Executive uh, Executive Edgar Bronfum at the Goldman Sachs Compu how do you say that Communicopia Ugh. Investor Conference. Not all songs are created equal. Not all albums are created equal. That's for sure. Yeah, well, <laughs> but you know, here's my problem with that. Number one, is it just me, or are it? Is oh, go ahead. You go ahead and finish reading this. That's not to say we want to raise prices across the board, or that we don't believe in a ninety-nine cent price point for most music. He said, but there are some songs for which consumers would be willing to pay more, and we'd be willing to sell for less. And some would be willing to sell no, for less. Yeah. <sighs> I, you know, I'm. I like the iTunes Music Store. I do, mm-hmm. and I use it. In fact, I bought a song off there today. Yeah. But, to be honest, when I keep hearing this rhetoric from the music industry, this industry of capitalist Nazis, mm-hmm. I, I so want to just go out and steal a whole bunch of music. Yeah. To fire up LimeWire or whatever P2P file sharing software I happen to have and just grab as much music as I can. Mm. These people are so greedy and, and so condescending to their own customers. What other business could possibly sue their own customers by the thousands and yet people still go out and buy product from them? Yeah. I mean, it's just... it's Not all songs are created equal. What a slap in the face of every artist 
that's assigned or that that has uh, signed with signed Warner with Records. Warner Records, Warner Music Group. If I was an artist under that group, I would be like, oh, man, screw you, you know? Yeah. Um, and the other, the other Warner executive, and maybe the problem's just Warner here. Mm-hmm. Um, they're so arrogant, you know. Yeah. They they so act like nobody can live without them. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Maybe it's time for Apple to become uh, a record company. They might have some problems with that with Apple Records. But yeah, they probably will. Yeah, but you know what? They I bet they could work out some kind of a deal. Hmm. What's to stop Apple from signing a band? Um, a, a recording studio really isn't an expensive thing, especially with Apple's mm-hmm. equipment nowadays. Uh, someone could come in, a group could come in, or an artist, mm-hmm. they could record a song they can, on Monday and Tuesday. They can edit it on Wednesday. And on Thursday, it's for sale up on the iTunes Music Store. And there's no paying any pimp fees to the record companies. You'd split it with Apple, fair and square. Absolutely. You know, Apple would get maybe 25%, and the artist can get 75%, or vice mm-hmm. versa. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure they're, the artists are getting a whole lot less than 25% of every song sold mm-hmm. on iTunes right now because they're pimp daddies. Right. The music store, the greedy bastards mm-hmm. who sue everybody, and I... I am just so sick of the music industry. Yeah. I so am. I, don't get me wrong. I don't mean the artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they have to work within the established companies to right. make money nowadays. But uh, you know what? It's time for these record companies to start realizing what side of the toast is buttered. Mm-hmm. It's not the crusty side. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it is the crusty yeah. side. But, <laughs> but it, I, I agree with you totally. And I think for all the listeners who want to get a little more in-depth on this, if you want to do a search on some David Every's postings on the, on the website, one of his first ones was about the record industry and how it actually works. It's just disgusting. I hate the yeah. music industry as a whole. I really <laughs> do. And I don't feel guilty. I refuse to feel guilty if I can't find a song that I want on the iTunes Music Store. And forget about going to the record comp- or the uh, record stores. I, I never go to record stores mm-hmm. anymore. It's it's full of a bunch of people that don't know anything about music for the most part. Yeah. At least the music that I want to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna fire up a P2P file sharing network and download it. <laughs> you know, um, I also don't like the fact that during our podcast, if I wanted to jump in and, and play a song right now, if it's a recorded industry, or if it's a record industry song, oh, we can't because we have to pay licensing fees. Yeah, because heaven forbid. Um, we play a song and other people hear it and go, ooh, and they run out and they buy it. Mm-hmm. <gasps> well, they don't want to just have us sell their music. We have to also pay them. So they that's, I can't stand that. I'm, let's get off it because I'm just going to get worked up. Okay. Next story. Apple responds to iPod nano screen concerns. This is from September 27th. Apple today officially responded to some users' concerns that there is a problem with the screens breaking and or scratching on the new iPod Nano, reports Macworld UK Johnny Evans. Confirming that the problem indeed exists, Apple said this is a real but minor issue involving a vendor quality problem and a small number of units. Our figures show this issue has affected less than one-tenth of one percent of the total iPod Nano units that we've shipped. It is not a design issue, knows the report. Consumers with broken screens can contact Apple for a replacement. In terms of the scratches, in terms of the scratches, the company says the screens are the same as those used on a four gigabyte iPod. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, four gen- fourth generation iPod. The company recommends purchasing a screen protector if they have concerns. You know what? It, if one of the things that the company is selling their product says, you know what, you probably should buy something to protect it. Well, maybe you should make it a little better so I don't have to go out and buy some mm-hmm. add-on just to protect your product from everyday wear and tear. Yeah. I mean, come on. Obviously, um, there's some kind of a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the stuff that I've read, it does sound like it's a vendor control problem. It right. doesn't sound like it's a design flaw. of. Mm-hmm. The, but you know what, that is a very... The, the iPod Nano is very thin and... I don't know. Maybe that it, it's it's a lot thinner than a fourth generation iPod. Oh yeah. I mean, we've got two yeah. sitting right there, and you're not going to break those screens very easily. No. Imagine the iPod Nano with the same type of flexible uh, glass. Well, and just look at the actual iPod. You look at that front-mounted the plastic part. It's almost as thick as a Nano right there. Yeah. So I don't know. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't have one, so we'll have to uh, ask Guy Searle to uh, update us in a couple weeks and see yeah. if, if his iPod Nano has scratched. Yeah. Or broken, heaven forbid. Next one, September 22nd, Doom 3 demo now available. Aspire Today announced that a free demo version of Doom, ooh, 463 megs, is now available. Doom 3's dramatic storyline, pulse-pounding action, and incredible graphics combined to produce the most frightening and gripping gaming experience ever created, yeah. the company says. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The, the, the demo will let you play single-player um, through the first chapter and go through three levels. And I'll point, uh, when I post the notes to the show, I'll put a link directly to it where you can mm-hmm. download it from. You, obviously, you're going to want a broadband connection. And even oh, then, you don't have a long download. Yeah, I tried downloading this the first day. I got about mm-hmm. 50 megabytes at a time, and then it would crap out on me. It, mm-hmm. The servers were obviously overloaded with so many people trying to download it. Yeah, I, I have uh, an Xbox, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been out on the Xbox for a while, Doom 3. Yeah. And I did play a demo on, I don't know, some disc that came in the mail, and it was really cool. Yeah. I didn't didn't make me want to go out right out and buy it, and I know for a fact I won't go out and buy it on the Mac because I just don't play any games that much anymore on my Macintosh. Right. But Doom 3 is a cool game, and Mac and Utah users are there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, com founder and publisher Dennis Sellers posted a note saying that the site would not be updated... Uh, for a week due to the death of his father, Billy Sellers. Uh, we just want to send out our condolences and well wishes uh, to Dennis and his family in this very trying time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry to yeah. hear hear about that. And, uh, and it's got to be rough. Yeah. Also from around the Mac web, uh, I found this on the Mac Observer. Microsoft exec, Office, Office for Mac sales growing. Microsoft is selling an increasing number of copies of Office for Mac, according to a Microsoft executive who told the Los Angeles Times, we've sold more copies of Office 2004 in the first three months than we did in the first six months of the last launch of Office for Mac. That's pretty cool. That's very cool. Um, you know, I know a lot of people uh, harp on on Microsoft quite a bit, and we do too, at least when it comes to Windows. Yeah. But quite honestly, their Mac offerings out there are are really good. Yeah, I use Office all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and the nice thing I've liked about Office, even going back to say Office two thousand, Office two thousand one, is I've never had a compatibility problem as far as taking files from my Mac and taking. I, them I would work. go farther and say I, I right. haven't had a problem since uh, Office ninety eight. Well, that's true. Yeah. I can't. I when Word ninety five was horrible. Yeah, that was bloated and it, it was buggy. But when uh, Word ninety eight came out, Office mm-hmm. ninety eight for the Mac, I used that for up to almost for four years, and mm-hmm. it worked great. And the new Office uh, two thousand and four works great too. But I, in all honesty, I have to say though, Word has been crashing on me lately. Really, both on the PowerBook and on the G five, because mm. I've got two copies and. I'm not real pleased that it keeps crashing. So does Safari. Safari has been crashing on me a lot lately, too. Mm. Just completely locking up and getting the stupid uh, beach ball spinning from hell mm. sitting there, and i got to force quit it and relaunch it. And I, I go and I repair permissions, nothing there. And so yeah. something's going on. I probably need to spend a couple hours and uh, diagnose the problem and jumping on the web and finding out if anybody else is having these problems. Yeah. Maybe there's a quick fix that I'm unaware of. Or if there's a new patch from Microsoft, maybe. Well, no, I, do- I actually downloaded the latest patch from Did Microsoft, you? and uh, it didn't seem to alleviate the problem at all. Hmm. So I'm not real happy about that. But you know what? The, the weird thing is I never had any problems with Word up until a few months ago. And I don't know if that coincided with the release of Tiger or it came about before Tiger or after Tiger. Or the latest I, I really, of Tiger when did it yeah. start crashing after Th- that's, I You don't know. I, I can't yeah. pinpoint it. Um, I, I have a feeling, though, it's probably something to do with Tiger. Mm. So I'm going to have to jump on the, on the web and, and figure that out. I also noticed, and surprisingly enough, I didn't see anything on the mm-hmm. Mac web about this, uh, but I noticed the Mac Mini was updated over the last couple of days. I don't know if it was today or yesterday or what, mm. but there, there's new Mac Minis out there. Uh, the 1.42 gigahertz is gone, and that's been replaced by 1.5 gigahertz. And the 1.33 gigahertz is taking the place of the 1.23 giga, uh, gigahertz model. Mm-hmm. It also comes now with an 8x dual-layer SuperDrive 
in a 64 megabyte version of the ATI Radeon 9200 card, and it now supports Bluetooth 2.0. Wow. So that's, that's a nice little tiny yeah, speed bump and, and some nice speed bumps across the board. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe that I didn't see anything on the Mac 12 about it. Yeah. I, I'm like, hello? <laughs> Mac Mini was just updated. Somebody say something. So, if you're looking to buy a Mac Mini and you're waiting, now might be a good time. Hi. Man, you got to tell the fans to stop following us and oh, waiting outside the window like this is the Today Show or something. <laughs> we, they cannot see your placards. Go away. It's an audio show. <laughs> um, hi. No, we don't have a music act this time. <laughs> bon Jovi isn't here. <laughs> Go away. Uh, also, Motorola CEO Ed Zander said at the Churchill Club Leadership Seminar, Screw the Nano. What the hell does the Nano do? Who listens to a thousand songs? Of course, he backtracked and uh, backpedaled his way out of it just days later, saying in a press release that his statements were taken out of context. It wasn't part of his formal presentation, and he was jokingly respond. It was a joking response to an audience question about the Rocker versus the Nano. Uh, he did go on also to praise Apple and the Nano. So first, the guy comes out and goes, "Ah, screw the Nano." <laughs> You know, so yeah. snotty. Who listens to what? How many, who listens to a thousand songs? Uh, hello. Yeah, a lot of people do. Idiot. Mm-hmm. That's it's. That's why we shuffle. That's why we random play stuff. That's right. It's a, That's what? all I do. I, that's what I do with my iPod. I yeah. plug it into my car, my stereo FM player, and I hit it on random, and I get to listen to all the songs I like. Yeah, and you don't have to figure out well, what am I going to listen to next. It's 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 a pleasant surprise. It's yeah. music that you already own, and it's like. Oh, cool! I haven't heard this in a while. This sounds mm-hmm. good. And if it doesn't sound good, click you're on to the next song. Yep. Um, <laughs> I think really it comes down to the fact that the Nano got like a hundred percent positive publicity up until the screen problem, and the, <laughs> and rock, the Rocker rock got almost hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And nobody that I've talked to, or anybody that has actually touched it, has had really good things to say about it. It's just it's mm-hmm. a crappy phone. I have heard, however. Rumors going around that the next version of the Razer version three will be an iTunes phone as well. Mm. Um, but wow, what an idiot! Uh, it, this guy is a CEO of Motorola, and he's going to slam his strategic partners like that. Mm-hmm. That's just that's asinine. And and this was at the Churchill Club Leadership Seminar. Mm-hmm. Well, I think somebody else should probably give him the seminars at this leadership seminar because this guy has no leadership. Well, and once again, we have no idea what the full context of his statements were. It, it wouldn't make a difference. You don't come out and, and say that in public. Screw the nano. Who yeah. listens to a thousand songs? That's just... Hello. Durr. He could have been being totally facetious, though, and was taken out of context. We don't know because we didn't see it. Nah, I'll stick up I, for him a little bit. Yeah. You go ahead. I'm going to slam him because I think he's an idiot. <laughs> Email. This is Apple Airport Express. You're cleared for wireless takeoff from the living room. Internet. This is Apple Airport Express. You're cleared for landing in the kitchen. iTunes. This is Apple Airport Express. You're coming in nice and easy on our wireless runway. Apple Airport Express from Small Dog Electronics. Wireless networking anywhere you are. Browse, email, print, even listen to music. Wireless. Go wireless now with a 12-inch iBook. Airport Express and carry case for $11.49. Small Dog Electronics in Waitsfield and on the web at smalldog.com. Small Dog is wireless. And now, Not Mac News with Chris Siebel. Apple's Quality Assurance Department has been working feverishly to assign a root cause to the iPod Nano's screen failures. Not Mac News was lucky enough to be allowed into the Quality Assurance Testing Laboratory as the engineers work around the clock. Let's listen to the latest test. We built this city. We built this city on rock and This just in. Apple is now saying the iPod screen failures occur when users play incredibly bad music and thereby overheat the circuits responsible for recording the number of times a song is played. In other nano-related news, Motorola CEO Ed Zander was recently quoted as saying, Screw the nano. What the hell does the nano do? Who listens to 1,000 songs? Angus Young of ACDC 
was contacted by Not Mac News and concurred by saying, We made a career off of changing the words in one song and playing it over and over again. That Xander bloke is all over it. That's it for the All Nano Not Mac News Special Edition. Heard exclusively on MyMac.com. I'm Guy Searle, pretending to be Chris Siebel. Dude, I, I like Jefferson Airplane. Yeah. I actually think they were Jefferson, Jefferson Starship. Starship yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe Angus Young gave it up like that, though. Built this city. <laughs> now I want to hear the song. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. Uh, we had a hidden contest last week. So hidden, I didn't even know about it. <laughs> what happens is, um, when I leave here, uh, Chad's house, I, I take my iPod and, and the both the GarageBand and the AIF file that we create from GarageBand mm-hmm. of the show that we just recorded. I go home, I convert it to MP3, I put the graphics in, I change the name so it doesn't say Chad Perry's album and, you know, this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there's a little section there in the com- for the comments. And sometimes I'll put stuff in there, sometimes I won't. But the thing is, when you're in iTunes and it's playing, you don't see the comments. Right. When you just look at the file on your desktop, you don't see the contents. Or the comments. Mm-hmm. You literally have to do a get info, which you can do from either within iTunes or from the Finder, mm-hmm. and then you'll see the comments that anybody put in with that file. And uh, so I've been putting, you know, snide little comments in, in there mm-hmm. for a couple months now. Like, does anybody actually read this? Hello, <laughs> anybody out there? And nobody ever said anything. Yeah. So on the last one, I really should download it, and so I can see exactly what to put because, quite honestly, I don't remember. Mm. Um. Do, 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 do. And you know what's really bad is I cannot tell you who won now. Really? No, I forgot. I forgot who won. Isn't that just like the worst thing in the world? Mm-hmm. Did you download the last week's show or you just listened to the one that we recorded? Oh, I just listened to the one we recorded on my pod. Okay, so we're going to have to download it. It so should still be in there, though. We should still have it on mine. Well, yeah, but I add the comments oh, at my right. house yeah, on, on so the actual MP3 file, and you don't have the MP3 file. No, Wait a minute, you've been, you've been putting the entire show... An AIF format on your iPod, dude. That's going to fill your iPod up and like. No, 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 no. Do you convert it yourself then? Yeah. You convert it to MP3 before you put it on your your iPod. So you don't, do you? No, I download it from iTunes Music Store. Oh, you do? Yeah. You're just saying that. No, I do. You're lying. If I go to your I, iPod right now, you'll be subscribed to mymac.com. Yeah. You should be. Yeah, yeah. It should <laughs> you be. You don't look real confident right now. No, I'm not real confident <laughs> now. But I, it should be because I know I got Seabolts off. I got the one with you and Seabold off iTunes Music Store, but you know what? Maybe I didn't subscribe. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, podcast, yes, you are. You are not subscribed. No. Okay, so we're going to update and see if it's there. Oh, which, by the you way... You know, it's not going to be there because, you know, I did pull it directly and dump it right into my pocket. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what I found, which is quite strange, if you... It, and I did just subscribe to you, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um in your iPod sub- or your podcast subscriptions in iTunes, it shows iPod, uh, my Mac Podcast Forty Five. Right. It's ready to download it. If you go mm-hmm. to our listings in the iTunes Music Store right now, mm-hmm. it only goes to Forty Four. Hmm. It's not listing Show Forty Five. I have no the iTunes Music Store. You know, they just rushed this thing so bad, and I still don't think that they've done a good job of updating it and keeping it good. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's this is some goofy stuff. Okay, I've downloaded the show now. Uh, podcast number 45. What are you... Uh, I don't know where your stuff goes. Okay, there it Should is. Should be on my desktop. And uh, if I get a, do a get info... Mm-hmm. Where is the comments? There it is. No, it's not there. That's weird. Okay, then you only can look at this. I thought you could do a... Oh, it's going to play our podcast there. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it's not 45. Go away. We're recording a new one, you, you idiot. Uh, if you go to info. Okay, there oh, go. I got and it. And under the comment section here, it says, MyMac.com podcast for September 22nd, 2005. Is anyone reading these comments? Hey, the first person who who copy and paste this comment into an email and send it to Tim at MyMac.com gets a free prize. Not sure what the what at the moment, but you will get something cool, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, and I've been doing that for a while now, and I never got a response from anybody. But I never mm-hmm. did a contest before. Yeah. So now that I did the contest within 
not even an hour of posting it, mm-hmm. someone sent that to me. And I was like, oh my <laughs> god, people are actually reading our comments in the MP3 files, and I had no idea that they were, because no one ever responded to it before, yeah. and all of a sudden, boom, someone responds. <laughs> um, and I know who it is, and it's like right there at the tip of my tongue. Um, b- b- Check b- Gmail. No, uh, it was on, it, they sent it to my Mac account. Oh. So. so, but yeah, somebody won, I forget mm-hmm. who, uh, I feel horrible about that because it's, I know who it is, I'm, I'm just... Did they put their name on the, on the uh, comments on the uh, podcast? Uh, I know we had one response. Yeah, well, yeah, under the comments, someone did respond, but um, no. Oh, anonymous, okay. Yeah, and I, it's... You remember I was telling you about the... Uh, we gave a shout-out to, he's 13 years old, starting his own website. Yeah. Him. Oh. I just can't think of his name. It's driving me nuts. Ooh. And here's the real bad part is uh, I just did an interview with him for his mm. podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm just like... Uh, go back to uh, 43, 42 or 43. Mm. We did uh, we did give him a little promo. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, was that? I think that was like 43, maybe. Uh, 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 no, it wasn't that Scroll one. Scroll down. No, that's the whole, that's okay. all the show notes, so that can't be it. Uh, we could try, that was... 41 with a Roxy Otos, maybe? Could be. I uh, don't see it there either. Oh, well. It doesn't make a difference at the moment, honestly. Uh, and it probably does to him. He wants to hear his name on the show, but mm-hmm. I'm just drawing a blank. This has been one of those strange days where yeah. everything's kind of in a... Fog? Fog, yeah, that's exactly. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a weird problem with iTunes, though, that our latest show is not showing up in the listing, but mm. if you're subscribed to it... It shows up there in iTunes. Yeah. So it's definitely a problem with iTunes. I looked at our RSS code, and it's fine. Didn't do anything different at all for 45 that I did it for 44, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just a little... Yeah. Uh, our focus segment. Uh, we actually wanted to uh, send out an invite to Mac users out there. Mm-hmm. And what we're looking to do is, obviously, um, a couple invites. Number one, we're looking for uh, to add new podcasts to mymac.com. Yeah. And uh, you, if you listen to last week's show, we're going to, we went into a little bit more detail. But that mm-hmm. offer is still out there. If you are someone that would like to do a podcast and yeah. you're just looking for an outlet, we're looking for talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, send any inquiries you may have to tim at mymac.com, and uh, you and I will go into that a little bit more. Uh, personally, yep. your computer back there, by the way, is still going. Oh, it's yeah. reading the Tiger disc. Um, and the other thing we want to do, and this is for everybody. Last week we played the uh, David Cohen, who's now obviously a writer for us right. at MyMac.com. Uh, we played his reader comments in MP3, and I, it was just fantastic. Yep. And I was thinking about it this afterwards. Chad and I, when we were coming back from Grand Rapids, we thought, wouldn't it be cool? if other Mac users would send in their own stories about the Mac. Mm-hmm. And we can play those during the show. Right. It's a very simple thing to do. If they're, if you're running, um, if you want to do this, obviously, we're looking for funny stories, technical stories, whatever. Just something that... Or your first Mac experience. What was your first Mac you ever went on? Yeah, you know? what, what, was, what was that first Mac? Mm-hmm. What did you do with it? And what made you decide to buy it? You're right. I'll, I'll give you a prime example of something we're looking for. And I, I was telling Chad this story coming back from mm-hmm. Grand Rapids. Um, the first Mac I actually owned wasn't the first one that I used, but the first one that I owned. Uh, brought it home. It was running great. And then the second day, it locked up on me. Of course, it crashed. And back then, under Mac OS 7, if something crashed, the entire computer just came to a screeching halt and nothing happened. Unlike mm-hmm. Mac OS ten, where if something crashes, you can just force quit and keep going. Yeah. Couldn't do that back in the day. <laughs> so the whole thing just locked up, wasn't doing anything, and I freaked. Just a brand new computer, and all of a sudden, it's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. I'm moving the mouse, the cursor isn't moving, I'm hitting Apple Q to quit, mm-hmm. nothing's quitting, it's just sitting there. So I, I, in a panic, I call Apple, and I'm like, this whole thing just locked up on me, what do I do? And the guy's like, well, have you rebooted? Well, under Mac OS 7, to reboot, you had to go up to the Apple menu, excuse me, and go down to restart mm-hmm. or shut down. And, and I said, well, I can't because the mouse won't move and no applications will quit. Mm-hmm. I can't go to restart. He goes, well, did you turn it off and turn it back on? I said, I can do that. And he goes, well, yeah. I said, okay, thanks. <laughs> so, of course, I just reached behind my back, clicked it off, yeah. clicked it back on, doing, and it came back up. 
and I and from that moment on, I wasn't scared of the Mac at all. Yeah. I mean, from that moment, I thought if if I can just turn it off and turn it back on, and it's okay. I can't break this thing unless I really try. Yeah. So I wasn't scared of my Mac after that point. Mm-hmm. But that was the first time that a computer had actually locked up on me, and I didn't know that I could just turn it off, turn it back on. In fact, um, I think we lost power or something happened the first, or I know what it was. Uh, I kicked the plug of the computer mm-hmm. when, uh, and this is why I was scared to turn it off, and I didn't know you could. I kicked the plug. It was underneath the table. Uh-huh. And it accidentally killed the power to my computer. And I was like, oh, man, I was on doing stuff at the time. Mm-hmm. So I plugged it back in, and it booted right back up. And when it booted up, it gave me this big warning. This computer was not shut down properly last time. And <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. So that's why when it locked up on me, I was I didn't know you could just turn it off. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it gave me that message. And I after can't that, turn it off because it'll get mad at me it, again. It, it'll tell me it was not shut down properly. <laughs> and... and uh, and so after that, you know, it would give me that warning. I'd be like, screw you. I'd turn mm-hmm. you off however I want. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't scared of it after that. Yeah. Like, and uh, But those are the kind of stories that we're looking to, to share with other Mac users. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you're the only Mac users that you, that, that, that you know of. Nobody mm-hmm. else around you, none of your family members or none of your friends have a Mac. You're the only one who has a Mac. And you can't share those Mac stories mm-hmm. from way back when or even recent ones with these people because they just don't get it. They don't understand mm-hmm. the Mac operating system and um, they understand Windows where stuff like that happens. It's not funny. It could, could potentially lose all your data because right. it's so flaky. Um, so what we're looking for is some people to send us their stories in MP3. Uh, how do you send us those files in MP3? Well, there's a lot of different ways you can record audio on your Mac. The easiest way is to go into GarageBand, uh, start a new session, uh, make it... Um, you know, no effects and anything like that. Yeah. Make it a voice. If you have a microphone, a USB microphone, that will work. If you have a power book, there's a built-in mic, and it will use that microphone. Mm-hmm. But um, just record your sh- your your comments and just send us an MP3 file. If you record it in GarageBand, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to export that to iTunes. When it gets to iTunes, that's going to be a AIF file. Yeah. That is not an MP3. Once it's in iTunes, you want to go up to uh, Advanced and convert it to an MP3 and then send us that MP3 file. Otherwise, you'll have one fat file to try to send us. Yeah, and please don't send us those bigger files. Yeah. So send us MP3s or ACC files. That's fine as well. Yeah. And uh, we'd love to share your Mac stories uh, right here on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we can read your letter. If you want to send us a letter, you just have no way of... Um, recording it and sending it to us. We will read stories, but I don't think it's going to be as entertaining as people hearing you. You're listening to the Dashboard Minute, exclusively on the MyMac.com No, no, get out! How did you all get here? Who invited you? What? Tim said to come over for the next dashboard. The next time I see that... What? No! You can't use the bathroom and pick up those empty beer bottles. Hey, I gotta live here. No, no, no tents. (sighs) To all of you who didn't come to my house, welcome. I'm Guy Searle, and this is the Dashboard Minute. The first widget today is kind of strange and probably only good for you writers trying to create the next Lord of the Rings, or maybe some of the Dungeons and Dragons game players looking for more creative names for your characters and worlds. It's called Fantasy Player, and it was created by Jeff Hansen. Finally, a name I can pronounce without stuttering. All this widget does is give you medieval-sounding names for various creatures, organizations, and places. Need a name for an orc? How about Rogtack Elf Masher? Need a good dwarf handle? Tordane Earthhammer sounds good. They can be searching for the Steel Helmet of the Mermaid or the Icy Book of Disappearance. When their task is done, they can stop at Ye Old Modest Muskrat Tavern for a quick flagon of grog. After imbibing too much, they'll get thrown into the perilous vault of no escape in the town of Old Hampcott. Not to worry, though. They can use the Club of the Ogre to get away. Why not invite some friends over for a Middle-Earth story party? 
If you need more people, let me know. There's a few thousand outside I can send your way. Find this widget over at the Apple Dashboard site or at many of the other widget download sites. More information can be found at Jeff Hansen's homepage at jhansen.com. Like a lot of people, I'm a big fan of the daily comic strips found in most newspapers. Unfortunately, my local paper doesn't carry many of the strips that I enjoy. Most of them can be found on the web, but that means searching for them and hoping it's not another ad-laden site that doesn't always update properly or, horrors of horrors, requires Microsoft Internet Explorer to view the content. Well, never fear, widget makers to the rescue. A widget called Say Cheese by, and I'm not making this up, Granny Smith and Hobbs. This widget goes out and gets your cartoon fix and delivers it right to the dashboard environment. Some of the better known comics include Calvin and Hobbes, Garfield, Rose is Rose, and even Dilbert. This widget is only 141k, and it's worth it for those who enjoy these and many other daily comic strips. Find it at Apple's dashboard site and, of course, many of the other fine dashboard support websites. As always, if you have a question or comments about the Dashboard Minute, or maybe you have a widget you'd like me to review, if you do, send me email to dbminute at gmail.com. That's it for now. I appreciate your listening, and I hope you'll join me... Wait, scratch that. I hope you'll listen to me next time right here on the Dashboard Minute on the MyMac.com podcast. What? What? Now they're trying to break the door down. I can't believe these people. Hey, 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 you. Yeah, you. Uh, I think it's illegal to do that in this state. Get out of my bushes, you perverts. We want to jump into uh, some reader feedback. I've been remiss. Uh, we've been remiss in doing so right. uh, lately. So uh, we're going to fire up Gmail here. And the first one that we're going to read is, uh, let's see, from Andrew Fry uh, from Bristol, England. And he writes... Go ahead, Chad. Hi, just to let you know that I've been listening to your podcast and I'm really finding them useful. Moved on to a power book about three months ago and finding it so much better than the Windows computers I was on before. There are a few things that I'm interested in. Firstly, I have a USB flash drive and I haven't been able to find a way to actually format it on the Mac. Well, let's stop there for a second. You shouldn't have to format it. No. It should just show up on your Mac desktop and... Uh, Drag files to it back and forth. It should be good. Yeah, I actually have an old USB, a little USB flash drive, 64 meg that I use to transfer files back and forth to work between my PC at work and my Mac here. And if that's what you're doing, if you're trying to transfer information from one computer to the other, and the other computer is a PC, you do not want to uh, make that a Mac drive. No, the Mac will will see and be able to use a PC formatted disk. But the reverse does not always hold true. In fact, most Correct. of the time it doesn't. Yeah. So don't format your flash drive if you're sharing it with a Windows machine. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it won't work on the Windows machine. And the other question he has is, what can be achieved with the automator? I was thinking that formatting should be possible through this. Yeah, you could probably um, set up automator to do uh, formatting, but that's really not what automate. Automator really is a uh, Apple script on steroids. Yeah. Um, that's really, really what it's about. And to be quite honest, I haven't even touched Automator other and than a cursory glance. So yeah. I'm actually the wrong person to ask about Automator. Uh, I believe O'Reilly Books has just published some stuff up on their website about Automator, so you might want to check that out. Or do a, a search on uh, Google for uh, Mac Automator, and I'm sure mm-hmm. you'll, you'll find a lot of really cool information about that. Um... We have a MP3 feedback file, mm. and this is from John Nemo. Hi, Tim. Hi, Chad. John Nemo here. Tim, I'd like to correct your comments made the other podcast, number 44, in your conversation with Chris concerning Mac Addict and Macworld magazines. You're correct that Macworld magazine is primarily geared toward serious Mac users and professionals and people experienced with the Macintosh platform, software, and hardware. But you were wrong about Mac Addict. Mac Addict is an excellent magazine. It's well worth whatever it costs, and it comes with a terrific CD. And I just renewed my subscription for two years for only $39.95, $20 a year 
for two years for 12 issues per year and 12 CDs per year. You're right, it used to be goofy and trying to be kind of cutesy, but under the leadership of Editor-in-Chief Rick Mizluski, the articles are excellent, the reviews are fine, the tutorials are absolutely first-rate, and the coverage is very, very strong. I would say Mac Addict fits a nice niche between Mac Home, which is primarily for beginners, and Macworld, which is, as I said, for the more experienced Macintoshers. And I think if you're only going to have one Mac magazine, Mac Addict would be the one to have. Podcasts are going great. I'll be in touch. Nemo signing off. Okay. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Um, you know what? I, after he sent, he, he originally had sent that as an email, and I said, uh, how about you do this as an MP3 feedback, and we'll just play it on the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad he did, because he went into a little bit more detail, and yeah. uh, it was nice to actually hear him uh, for a change, rather mm-hmm. than just to read his text, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, af- after I heard that, I went back and I listened to what I had said about Mac Attic when I was talking to Chris Siebold, and how um, it's it's really, um, it tries to be too hip, and it's a bunch of kiddies, and mm-hmm. it just, but here's the problem, and when I'm wrong, I'll, I'll admit I'm wrong. I was basing that opinion on Mac Attic from a few years ago, yeah. and I hadn't picked up a copy of Mac Attic. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. If I'm going to make an opinion on something like that, I really should make an informed opinion, i.e., right. go out there, buy a current issue... And see what it's like. Yeah. Don't just sprout off out the, at the mouth like an idiot, like I did, <laughs> and and potentially be wrong. So I went out when I was at, jeez, uh, Myers or whatever store I was at, mm-hmm. and I saw the latest issue of uh, Mac Addicts and Taming Tiger or something like that. Yeah, you know, take Tiger by the tail. tail. I don't know something mm-hmm. like that. And I said, well, okay, I'm going to pick it up. Yeah, it's seven ninety nine. Um, I don't want to come across as ignorant. I'm going to play John's feedback. I want to know um, what the current Mac Attic is like. Mm-hmm. And I spent two days with it. I was wrong. Oh, the, yeah? The Mac Attic magazine now is actually an excellent, excellent magazine. I was very impressed. The layout is beautifully done. Mm-hmm. The content itself is no longer... a. a Kind of geared towards PlayStation users, like it used to be. Yeah, it's it's geared towards an everyday Mac user. Uh, very well written, mm-hmm. uh, very concise, very to the point. A lot of helpful information. I was very very impressed. So, mm-hmm. publicly, I want to apologize to what I said about Mac Attic Magazine and their staff yep. two weeks ago. I was wrong. It's a good mm-hmm. magazine, and I can. Honestly, wholeheartedly recommend it to any Mac user out there. So there you go. Thanks, Nemo. And honestly, yeah, and definitely thank you, John, for setting me straight because uh, if you hadn't, I would have just just let that go as it was. Uh, (laughs) I'm kind of going through the feedback right now and seeing which one should be read and which one shouldn't. Um, Got an email from Dan. It doesn't say... Let's see. Yeah, it just says, Dan. Mm -hmm. Uh, I work at my school's tech center after school providing tech support for PCs and Mac. We have been using ARD, and that's Apple Remote Remote Desktop, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, for two years or so now, and our fleet of 300 or so Emacs strewn throughout the campus from the admin Mac at the help desk. I can view, control, or shut down any of the Macs. Orwellian, yes. A big help when I have to shut everything down and help someone out? Totally. Keep up the good work, Dan. Uh, you're right. Uh, Apple Remote Desktop is a fantastic way to control another machine. I've always used Timbuktu, but I don't use it in a network environment, i.e. a whole bunch of Macs that I need to control. Mm-hmm. In that sort of uh, situation, uh, ARD is definitely the way to go. Mm. And Adam Carnivog has told me in the past, you should stop using Timbuktu 2 and use Apple Remote Desktop. And I agree, it is a better program for the most part. But for what I do to help people out, Timbuktu is just fine. I can log right. in from home to your computer, for instance, Chad, mm-hmm. and show you how to do something or fix something real quick or whatever. Yeah. Um, share all that porn, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. And so... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, uh, Apple Remote Desktop, definitely way to go if you're in a 
Chad's in here cracking up <laughs> quietly. Uh, let's see. Can I have a? Can I please have a Gmail account from Tony? And I sent Tony a good one. Um, and that goes for anybody. If you guys are looking for a Gmail account, send a email to. Oh wow! My Mac podcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> I was sleeping. I was I was reading. Uh, I was reading over um, your shoulder here. Tony sends an email. Tony Wachowski. Mike Wachowski. Yep. <laughs> is that is that is Mike? Yeah, Mike Wachowski. Mike Wachowski. Where's his paperwork? Hopefully, we pronounced Tony's last name correctly. <laughs> but he says hello. Enjoyed your show. I fell in love with the Mac Cube. So I think. Bidding on it through eBay, would, will this be a good Mac for me? I plan on surfing on the internet, uh, playing, recording music, and watching movies, so what do you think? Um, and of course, we're listened to all over the world, so um, it, there's, there's times that we have to try to decipher mm-hmm. broken English, and that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and this goes for anybody overseas. If you're worried about um, sending us feedback because your English isn't so good. Don't worry about it. We'll decipher what you're saying. Yep. And uh, you know, my my Spanish isn't very good, and my yeah. Canadian's not very good either. Your Canadian's not very good. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> um, okay. And this is what I uh, responded. It will do all those things. The cube. Uh, but don't expect it to be a speed demon. Uh, there are processor upgrade cards you can get for the cube, which double its performance. Uh, and you may want to look into that before buying a cube. But honestly, um, I wouldn't spend more than say three hundred fifty bucks for a cube mm-hmm. tops, because mm-hmm. for what you're going to get with a cube, you're going to get much more with a Mac Mini, and you can actually buy um, plastic enclosures for the Mac Mini and make it kind of look like a cube. Mm-hmm. But the cube at this point, I, I think more as a collector's item than an actual worthwhile computer worth owning and using every day. Mm. So, and and if you guys disagree, let me know why a cube would be a good purchase. And uh, okay, I'm gonna jump over here. Uh, 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 uh. La 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 la. Okay, no, I don't want to read that one. Okay. Um, somebody asking me. Well, I will say this. Someone was asking about. I had a rant on podcast forty four with Chris Siebold about mm-hmm. some people probably shouldn't do podcasts because they sound very monotone and they're very mm-hmm. boring. And I think your Gmail just locked up again. And uh, I, I can't li- I can't Somebody, stay listen to those. And someone asked if I was talking about a, another show or another person, and I said yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that's one of the ones that I listen to that. I think it's kind of boring, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to publish names. names. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Mark. Tim and Chad, love your show. Since I ran across your podcast, I look forward to your weekly show. I'm, Mark's a sad, sad guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great content and discussions. I think he was reading so, listening to something else, yeah. but we'll take credit for that. Um, I believe a question was posted about how to force Spotlight to re-index your hard drive. I found this... Uh, item at the Apple website, and it basically says um, if you take something out of Spotlight, tell it don't index it, mm-hmm. and then add it in, it'll re-index the whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah. But if I remember, I'll post this in the show notes, which I probably won't remember because I do the show notes um, very quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if I do remember, I'll post it, um, or you can do a search at info.apple.com for uh, article number three hundred one. 562. 301562. So that's cool. Let's see what else we got. Do, 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 do. I am. I hate doing this well. Um, this is from Andrew Fry. Mm-hmm. Did we just read one from Andrew Fry? No. Okay. I don't think so. Uh, hi, guys. Still really enjoying the show. It's helping a lot. It's helping a lot. Mm-hmm. It must be the lithium speaking. <laughs> Recently, I found that one very annoying feature in iTunes 5.0 is that firstly, podcasts are included in the library, and because of this, they can be played when shuffled. It can be included in a smart playlist. Um, is there any way to stop this, or is it the best hope that this will not include in the next word? Basically, what we were saying before, in, in podcasts, or uh, 4. iTunes 4.9, 4. 4. Yeah. when you downloaded a podcast, it didn't show up in your main directory listing, which mm-hmm. was great because if you were sitting there random playing, you may not want podcasts to show up. Yeah. 
in the new 5.0 version and 5.0.1, they do show up mm. in in your main library window. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to stop it from doing that. I found it annoying too because I was listening to random music and you know podcasts starting to play. And I'm like, yeah. I don't hear podcasts, I don't hear music. And it's because it was in the main library. And mm-hmm. I, I agree, that's kind of annoying. And I hope Apple does something. Just a little checkbox. Show podcasts in library window or not. Yeah. I don't know, something like that. Um, but let's see. Uh, this is from Russell Page. And go ahead. He said, uh, Tim, hey. I thought your Macness might be interested in this. A buddy of mine put together and continually updates a site that finds all the free Mac apps available. Check it out. www.freemacware.com uh, And then he gives me some contact information. Um, that's cool. Yeah, and I, I went cool. and looked at it, and there's a very cool listing here. I'll, I'll pop it up here. We're running over a little bit in the show, but... Oh, what the hell, if people don't want to listen to it, they can just delete the file and move on to the next, whatever yeah. they listen to. Um, yeah, but it's called uh, freemacware.com, and it just lists uh, all these different free programs. Mm-hmm. And I, it's really cool. I never knew about this site. I'm glad he sent it to me. I actually bookmarked it, mm-hmm. and I've gone back quite a few times. It's yeah. really, really cool. So freemacware, F-R-E-E-M-A-C-W-A-R-E.com. And it's definitely worth checking out. Um, did you want to read this one? That oh, one, that, that is a great you. one from Kevin. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll let you. Oh, read. I love that one. And I will. I'll, I will preface this before you you read this. When I started mymac.com, I used to get emails like this so often about my writing. Yeah. And I grew a very thick skin. But mm-hmm. let's be honest, when we're doing the podcast, you have much better grammar than I do. <laughs> I don't think oh, so. I, 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 think I, I, I mangle the English language. Uh, you have a piece of paper handy. <laughs> like this. Here's, here's Chad on the English language, nice and folded. Mm-hmm. Here's Tim. <laughs> That's Tim's English language. Okay, go ahead. This is from Kevin Olds. He said, DearMyMag.com, I am listening to your podcast number 39 now. I know I'm way behind. Just thought I'd let you know that when Chad says you can see a picture of me and Tim and Nemo a little after the six-minute mark, this is actually more correct than Tim and Nemo and I, which Tim corrected me to say. I know. Because you would say, you can see a picture of me, not you can see a, you can see a picture of I. The most correct way to say it, however, would be you can see a picture of Tim and Nemo and me. This OCD moment brought to you by Kevin Eleven, <laughs> husband, son, and grandson of English teachers. And Kevin, I, Tim forwarded this me, to me at work, and I shared it with my co-workers who, is a, who has a doctorate in English, and she just loved it. <laughs> I just rolled when I got that. Thank you for that. Thanks, man. That's, that was cool. Um, this is from Tor Eric Melovic. Melkovic. Melkovic. Yeah. See, I just mangle words. I'm 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 a functional retard. <laughs> uh, go ahead. He says, "Just ready to tell you about this great program I found that turns Windows XP into Tiger, called Flyakite OS X. It's really just a skin, but it makes Windows look a lot cooler, and it's a cheap way to get an Apple logo to start up XP. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually quite stable compared to the previous Windows versions, but Microsoft doesn't seem to care or know much about design." Along with some widgets to spice things up, this makes your desktop look good without getting to have having to get a Mac. Something for all those who, like me, can't afford a Mac right now. Great podcast, by the way, and thanks for the Gmail invite. Uh, <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, there's there's <laughs> been um, themes for Windows XP out there for a long time to make it look like a Mac. Yeah. And you know, there's been themes out there for the Mac to, to make, make it, it look, look like, like Windows. Windows. Yeah. I, I remember had, when I was running Mac OS 8, and the program Kaleidoscope came out. There was this one, I, I forget what it's called. I, I think it was called Themes. I could be mm-hmm. mistaken. That would give it, make your Mac look like Windows XP. And I ran it for like, I don't know, 10 minutes. And went, <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually reviewed it way back in the day. Yeah. And this was probably, you know, 97, 96. So. Anyways, we will be back in a week. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. I was going to, we were going to do a contest today. Um, I just decided not to. I just didn't feel like doing a contest today. Because we announced the hidden contest winner. So. That's right. We, well, we did have a contest. What am I yeah. talking about? So, Chad's got his game installed and running correctly. Yep. I have to walk home because my wife has the car and went to oh, Galesburg. Right, yeah. 
and it's raining, and, and it's gonna. Uh, I'll drive you. No, it's okay. I don't mind. And uh, let's see, is there anything else? We're at about a minute and uh, an hour and five minutes. That's been a long podcast. Yeah, it's been seen long. I know. That's because we just kind of rambled and cracked jokes. Yeah. And did we? Did we? We played all of our ads. Yes. Yeah. We. Uh, hmm. We played Chrissy Bowl. Yeah. We played Guy. Yeah. Played Nemo. Yeah. I didn't play with them. No. We just listened to them. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> if, uh, again, we're, we're looking for Mac stories, I think this would be really cool if we get, you know, I, I, I don't think a thousand people are going to submit stories, but mm-hmm. I know how many people download the show. If 3% of them do, we'll have enough Mac stories to play for a couple months. We'd make it a segment. And I, I honestly, that, that would be, be great. Yeah. Um, I don't, I wouldn't even mind starting a whole nother podcast based around that concept. Mm-hmm. Funny Mac stories or Mac stories and mm-hmm. post it maybe once a month or once every six weeks. Wouldn't that be a cool podcast? That would be fun. It'd be something that wouldn't be updated all that often, but yeah. what it would be, you'd have like a half hour of people telling Mac stories. That mm-hmm. would just be, that, that would be so cool and fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. Somebody else is going to come out with a podcast doing that you watch. And then we'll go, hey, we come up with that idea first. And I'll go like, oh, I never even heard of you jerks. Yeah. That'll happen. Okay. Minute and six is long enough. Let's, let's get out of here so I can We're go out get wet here. outside. No! You told us Windows 98 would be faster and more efficient with better access to the Internet. It is faster. Over five million. I have been chosen. Farewell, my friend. I go on to a better place. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast at our RSS feed at MyMac.com or by visiting the iTunes Music Store's podcast section. Please send all feedback to MyMacPodcast at gmail.com. And thanks for listening to the MyMac.com podcast.